everybody. Welcome to episode two of the Ice Cash Report. As Tim and I finally have, after 456 days, a Penguin football game to break down. We have a week two to look forward to, but uh, let me first bring in Tim. And Tim, uh, it was a little bit of what we expected and maybe not what we expected. Well, it was probably the worst first impression I've ever seen from a head coach at Youngstown State in in my lifetime. This, I'm going to be quite honestly, it was probably the worst first impression I've ever seen. And I've watched Bill Narduzzi coach and Jim Trestle coach and Acock and all the way through uh, to Bo Pelini. And without question, that was the worst first impression I've ever had of a head coach. And I'm not here to demonize them because I didn't think they'd win anyways. But my I couldn't believe what I was seeing in year 2021. I thought it was a throwback to 1965 or 1975. And uh, other than being in the shotgun uh, for some of those plays, it was, I, I, I was lost for words in the first half. I mean, it was, it was great to have football back. They got better in the second half. We'll talk about all that, but I, I'm still in utter shock of, of what I what I witnessed the first half. Yeah, it's it, you know let's say this first: the Penguins today dropped their season of to North Dakota State twenty-five to seven in the Fargo Dome. Uh, defensively, having a lot of new players, a lot of freshmen, a new scheme. I thought overall, for the most part, they held up pretty well. Uh, you can tell we don't have the athletes yet, um, but the thing that and. I, I don't want to get too negative on defense because as a whole, they played their butts off. I mean, you know, put, you know, North Dakota state's first four or five drives started 35 yard line, 40 yard line midfield. I think they got the ball one time to our 42 yard line started drive. We gave up three. Um, Penguins defense defense today gave up 25 points. The last time we played as guys, we gave 56. Yeah. So the improvement is there. Now let's North Dakota State is a young football team on offense, replacing a running back. Zeb Nolan's replacing Trey Lance is going to be a top 10 pick in the draft. Um, but overall, for having 27 freshmen on your defense alone, I thought the Penguins, for the most part, played really well. Uh, they just got worn down in uh, North Dakota State's, Tim, I'm not sure what to call it, a power toss, or because it wasn't a toss sweep. It was, it was a toss iso play that, you know, really got the Penguins three times for long touchdown runs. Um, but but here's what I was most proud of, too, is how many times have we seen the past five, six, seven years wide receivers going uncovered for 20, 30 yards? You didn't see that today. I mean, now maybe it's a part of North Dakota, North Dakota State didn't really try to do that, but maybe it's also a part of why you took that away. And the only deep pass they got was incomplete. And it was pass interference, but that was hell of a coverage. I, I mean, for having four new starters in the secondary, I thought the Penguins played really well, Tim, on the defensive side of the ball. I thought defense played exceptional. Uh, you only gave up three touchdowns in this entire ball game. You trailed 11-0 at halftime. Uh, you gave up the, the first touchdown of the ball mm-hmm. game. Uh, but, you know, he gave up the two-pointer. All right, fine. Yeah. I did get to see it on TV, but 
you know, that's needless to say. Um, Me either. I will say this. I thought the defense, for the amount of time that they were on the field, how many plays that they were involved in, uh, they get a solid B-plus for me. I thought they played fantastic. Uh, yes. Uh, the most important thing is they did, no one got behind the defense, as you mentioned. And the one time it did happen, they called pass interference. And the way they let this game be played, for the most part, you can even challenge that mm-hmm. on that play. Either way, I have no problem with the pass interference there. Uh, defensively, I thought it was a, a good play uh, to prevent yeah. any potential uh, touchdown pass or a big gainer. So on that level, I have no problem with what we see. I thought defense played well. They didn't necessarily were able to get pressure on the quarterback, uh, but they were a bend-don't-break. They, they gave themselves opportunities. They stopped North Dakota State University a few times on their side of the 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a three and out in the second half. There were some really encouraging plays on the defensive side of the ball that I liked. Uh, you know, on that level, they played well enough to win a ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and hopefully this is just a start of the defense in improving. But I still trying to digest what happened in the first half. I understand this is a young team. I understand that you want to, quote, unquote, establish the run. But after the first three plays, we knew exactly what YSU was going to run. They were going to run to the left, and it was going nowhere. Uh, they were going to counter to the left, going nowhere. The few times they ran up the middle, they were able to get some yards. The few times they ran to the right, they were able to get some yards. Uh, they only had one first down in the first half. They did not attempt to pass in the first 10 plays of the game. Three different possessions, which right there should get you fired in 2021. Uh, with no excuse, uh, you know, you don't belong on the plane coming back home, Doug Phillips. Stay in North Dakota, learn how to play football. I don't want you back. Uh, that was the most pathetic thing I've ever watched in all my years of watching football. I've seen better performances from peewee football and coaches that know that all they have to do is hand off the ball and and uh, try a little screen pass and nothing big because they're they're seven-year-olds, okay? Uh, this was it, was it was pathetic, and it pissed me off. And there's no excuse for a college coach to have that game plan in the first half. In the second half, they opened it up. They threw the ball. They got some first downs. Holy smokes, they threw the ball. A forward pass was allowed. It was uh, – I, 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 more I think about it, it just blows my mind. Not that they were going to win this game. We knew who the better team was coming in. But the performance that you put your team through in that first half was abysmal. It was disgusting. It was amateurish. It was, without question, the worst coaching job I've ever seen in my lifetime. And I was never against Doug Phillips. No. Uh, That is, without question, some of the worst decision-making I've ever seen on a football field. And I've seen some bad ones over the years. Now... The good news is they didn't keep that same philosophy in the second half and they did open it up and they did put weight in a quarterback and nothing against Craycraft. He, he he's, he's just not, he start, there's no need to play him as your starting mm-hmm. quarterback. If nope. you want to get him plays in the game, I understand because you think maybe there's certain, certain things that he can bring to the, to the, to the playbook that, that Mark Wade can't, but let's, 
go forward from this point on with Mark Wade as our starting quarterback. Let's build an offense around his skill set of running the ball, passing the ball, reading a defense. Those are his skill sets. Let's use them to his ability. Now, our running backs are weak. Our wide receivers are weak. It's going to be a tough year. However, you have a freshman quarterback for the next four years, develop him, play him, get him the experience, get him under center, get him in the shotgun, let him run the offense. Uh, you know, don't use these eight games as an extended spring training camp, you know, for next fall. What you can do, which I can't necessarily say is a terrible thought process because how young they are. However, there's enough talent on this team to compete in every game and to put a good flavor on the entire season. What we've seen in the first half is inexcusable. It was shocking. And um, the most amorous coaching job I've ever seen in my lifetime uh, at this level. I mean, it's just, it, I, I can't even, it still blows my mind away, Anthony. And I know that the talent level is young and I know the wide receiving core is weak. However, this is the hand you, you were dealt. This is the coach that you, job that you sought out. Now coach these kids. Don't, don't embarrass them like that ever again. Cause that was embarrassing to watch. I was embarrassed as a fan. This program can do better and it will do better. And Doug Phillips better to know this. And I hope, you know, locally, he gets thrown to the wolves because he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. Now, that doesn't mean I, I yes, I said leave him behind in North Dakota <laughs> facetiously. All right. Uh, let's move forward. Let's let's look for, for the bright spots in this game. And there were some. I love that drive in the, in the third quarter. You know, 75-yard drive. They threw the ball. They mixed it up well. They used Wade's skill sets to his best mm -hmm. abilities. He made a beautiful play on that touchdown pass where he rolled out to the yes. right and, and just waited for his player and got wide open and drilled him right. We've seen that his entire career at Gerard, you and I. And mm -hmm. this is not a surprise. I mean, let's just accept the fact that Mark Wade is the quarterback going forward and let's develop an offense around his skill sets and let's be competitive in ball games uh, because what you did in the first half, I hope never ever happens again to any team at any level that puts on shoulder pads and plays football competitively. I don't care if it's Pee Wee's. I don't care if it's the NFL. I hope we never see that ever again. The first half, Tim, and I'm going to be very blunt when I say this. The first half was not called with any sort of hope or desire to win the football game. That was, we have no confidence in our four new starters up front. We have no confidence in any of the quarterbacks. We have no confidence in any of our scope players. Let's just hope we don't turn the ball over and don't get embarrassed. He said Wednesday he was going to be very simple. That was too simple. That was, that, that was so simple, Woody Hayes cringed. Exactly. Because, I, I mean, look. North Dakota State knew that Dan Becker was your most experienced offensive lineman. You're running left. You didn't once, and I know it's tough to get the ball outside on this team. Not many teams do. 
but you have to at least try, run reverse, run, run misdirection. The thing that um, dumbfounded me too, why is your running back two yards behind your quarterback? You are giving the best defense in the country two free yards. You can't give up any yards with this lack of talent up front. You can't. Um, the first half was abysmal offensively. It was terrible. It was exactly what the North Dakota State sideline reporter said. Phillips hopes just to keep this game close to halftime. I'm sorry. When you play not to lose, you will lose every time. I didn't expect to win the football game, but I at least wanted to come out and be aggressive and take shots, and we did none of that. We did none of that at all. Um, You have a playmaker at running back in uh, Julian McLaughlin. He's young. He's small. But the numbers he put up at Notre Dame College, I get his division two, 4,700 yards, 52 rushing touchdowns. He's a talent. And he showed when you put him in situations, he can make plays. Um, That was – that first half was – I mean, I think I texted you horrific. And I don't know (laughs) if there's any – it, 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 it was bad. It was inexcusable. But it was raising the white flag on the very first play of the before game. Before you even started, yes. Yes. It, and that's, it that's was, what – I think that's what irritated me the most. No one wants to lose 56-7 to seven or anything like that. Nobody. And that's what he tried not to do. But that's the wrong attitude. Yep. You're right. Uh, there's – for one first down they had on third down and long, they did a screen – a quick screen to the wide out. And he was able to turn it upfield. We never seen that play again the entire nope. game. That should be a first down play. Yep. That's just an extended running play, really. And that's that's what football is. You look at North, North Dakota State, what they did today. A lot of their plays, their passing game, are extended passing game, running games. They get it out to the back or to the receiver quick and let them make one-on-one plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll beat you deep. That's definitely part of their game plan. And they'll do that throughout the season. There's no question in my mind. However, uh, what I seen in that first half was just—I mean, I've, I'm downfounded, and it was unimaginative, and it was pathetic. You know, it was just absolutely pathetic, and there's no excuse for that. And quite honest with you, he needs to donate his check this week back to the university because he didn't earn it. As far as I'm concerned. Phillips did not earn his pay and he needs to donate it back to the university. That's how bad it was. And uh, I, you know, you have to play. If you're playing the game of football, you have to play to compete Mm -hmm. and you have to play under the circumstances that you're in. If If it's second down and nine and you're running the ball, the same play that you ran on first down and you get the same results. Shame on you. That that's the problem I had. That, to me, looks like they had no clue what anybody on offense could do. I mean, it literally, they had no clue what anybody on offense could do. I understand um, you want to fill out somebody, you know, and, but, and literally run certain drives. Yeah. there's. I have no problem if you, quote, unquote, scripted your first 10 plays of the game. But if you scripted your first 10 plays of the game and nine of them are running plays, you're an idiot. What, what North Dakota State did was Zeb Nolan rolling him out and having a seven to 10 yard route for the tight end and then a 15 to 20 yard route with the receiver. That's exactly what Wyatt needs to do with Mark Wade every time. 
Roll now, them I, out. Bootleg. Well, we've seen in that 75-yard drive is the offense they need to play. play. YSU in the second half, you know, they started to open it up. I really like the use of the tight ends, Benio and Burgett across the middle. Um, and they did so by spreading it out and then putting the guys. It was basically what Kansas City does with Travis Kelsey. Five, seven-year routes and let them catch the ball and run. It was just picking up first downs and trying to get momentum. Uh, the throw, the deep ball throw Mark Wade made at first glance was not very good, I thought. But going back and watching the replay, that was a hell of a throw because not only was he under pressure, but if Wade throws that two, three yards deeper, that ball is picked off easily. He gave his guy a chance to come back to the football, make a catch. If he doesn't catch it, it's pass interference. Either way, it's a first down for us. Um, the third and 11 touchdown play. A, that was a nice play call. Get him on the perimeter. He could use his legs to scramble, or he could throw it. And I, and what I was really impressed with him, he went through his progressions. His initial guy was not open. His second read was open. He found it, and he set his feet and threw a strike. That was phenomenal. Well, um, let me let me stop you for one second here. And I agree with everything okay. you just said there. Mark Wade, it should be the quarterback going forward. Hands down. You have. An experienced assistant head coach, or not assistant, head, assistant to the head coach, and a voluntary head uh, quarterback coach in Mike Tomzak, mm-hmm. an NFL quarterback who who's played for the Steelers, played for the Browns, played uh, for the Bears. He played multiple places. Uh, he knows the game of football. Use that knowledge. Get him involved. Develop this young man. This is your key to your success. I don't care what. Coach, you had. I mean, he's been with the the, the program for a while now. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of this. Why is no? You? There's no there's no excuse not to. And that's all I'm going to say. As they need to take advantage of this, what they have, because, like I mentioned earlier, the skill sets that Mark Wade have, I know what they are. You know mm-hmm. what they are. Most of the people who watched him play, you know, and the coaching staff knows what. They are. Develop the offense around him. Uh, the first half, you know, Cranecraft was four of eleven. He was terrible. Yeah, but the bottom line was he was behind on every pass. He was, you know, it was like a pitcher. When a pitcher aims the ball, he never throws strikes. Yep. And he was aiming the ball when he made his throws, and they were behind, and there weren't strikes. And you know, Mark Wade had that problem because he didn't have no rhythm to the game. That's another thing. The offense had no rhythm, mm-hmm. no in, no out, no. No desire of, of sh- what the next play was going to be. It was just chaotic on a lot of levels. And that may be first game jitters on everybody's part. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them that. But but when they went to a more rhythm offense. That touchdown drive, they get some rhythm. It wasn't a hurry up, but it was a little temp. It was there, like right. It had a tempo to it. Exactly. Yeah, it was like Ryan Day likes to do, Tim. Is, you know, you don't have to go fast, 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 fast. It's tempo you're in rhythm it's you know you're not waiting 25 to 30 seconds between each play um the the second half they opened it up look this team does not have playmakers every they just no. don't no. they don't have it um and the guys maybe they do have are young so in order to move the football through the air you have to throw the ball to your running backs and your tight ends because tight ends we saw can make plays Three of them can make plays. And 
Christian Turner caught a nice ball out of the backfield on an angle route where if you get him on a linebacker, he's going to win the matchup nine out of ten times. Uh, if you get the ball in McLaughlin's hands, you're going to you're going to have success. It's going to be an unconventional way through the air moving the football this year if this team wants to have success. Um, you're going to have to run the ball to the right side more. You're going to have to use some misdirections and some counters. Um, and look, it might beat him a lot of option game if Mark Wade's your quarterback. And that's fine. That's what he does really well. But, um, you know, I don't want to pound on the negatives too much. You know, I don't want to do that. Look, the first half was disgusting. It was terrible. Um, but to me, the fight was there. I saw the fight. I saw a team that when things got bad, nobody was screaming, ranting, and raving. Nobody was pointing fingers. Um, I thought Griffin Hoke playing his first game at middle linebacker, he played a hell of a game. He played a really nice game. Um, I thought Jackie back from JFK made a lot of nice plays. Uh, the thing to me, Tim, is when YSU tackled, there were multiple guys to the ball. There wasn't just one. The defense played and, and really, really good. The defense uh, they, played fantastic, and I think they deserve all the credit that you're giving them. And, yeah, I, that's a, that's a, that's look, the biggest plus of the game is how the defense played. Yeah, opinion. special teams. You know, I thought Patty Lynch punted the ball nicely. It, it's his first time. Remember a couple of years ago, he's playing Australian League football. You know, so it's just, you know, um, you you didn't have any special team blunders today that cost you the game. So that's fine. It, the less we hear about it. Um, but let's wrap up North Dakota State. Uh, Penguins 0-1 after week one. We come home now on a short week. Uh, we host number three, Northern Iowa, who, like the Penguins, is coming off a loss. They lost to South Dakota State Friday night 24-20. Uh, Tim, maybe I'm dreaming, but – if Mark Wade's your quarterback, you have a chance to win this football game. Yeah. Well, I'll say this, you know, obviously playing at the ice castle makes a difference. Uh, they're going to, they're going to feel at home. Obviously the mm -hmm. weather's going to be unique to say the least. Uh, it's supposed to warm up a little bit next week. Hopefully it'll be a nice Saturday afternoon, you know, in the high thirties, maybe mm -hmm. low forties. We're lucky. Mm -hmm. And the, you know, they're going to be able to, you know, do a few things that they, you know, hopefully we've been working on that they do not show in this past game. Uh, yeah, obviously Mark Wade going forward makes the most sense. I think we'll see both quarterbacks probably throughout this spring mm -hmm. football season. Uh, I do hope that they settle on one sooner than later. And I think obviously settling on Mark Wade is, I think, most people's desire. And uh, use the talent that's around them use the skill sets that are around them and hopefully move forward you know i'm looking forward to it. Uh, they're gonna have what 3600 people available to go to the game so yes sir that mm -hmm. is a uh, that's a nice bonus uh it'll be good for the university to be able to host uh that many and hopefully as the season goes on it grows uh we'll see how that it works out you know keep our fingers crossed and hope for the best and i'm you know i i agree with you this is a game if they come out with a better game plan than they did against the Bisons, we're going to see an opportunity for YSU to make that I thought they could possibly make to, coming into this game. I didn't expect them to beat the Bisons. 
I thought they could be competitive. If someone told me that you were going to hold the Bisons to three touchdowns and a field goal, and I would say, YSU probably has 14, maybe 16, eight, you know, 17 points in the game. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. You know, it was 11 nothing at halftime. You didn't show anything offensively. In the second half, it was it was basically 14 to seven. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, and, you and quite honest really with you, well. when it was yeah, and when it was 18 to seven, I know we kind of moved on, but it was 18 to seven. You got the ball back. You know, you, you got yeah. across the 50 and fluttered, and you had to get get rid of the ball. That was basically the you knew chances yeah. of them making them push into that game was probably over. And then you've seen the experience of a, a championship team take over. And, and stretch the lead out to 25 to seven to win that ball game. So when they play uh, Northern Iowa, I think that's going to be the key is not missing opportunities. Uh, when you have the ball and advancing it, score some points, uh, make sure that you don't go backwards. There weren't really that many penalties this week, which was really encouraging. No, uh, a lot of, there was one pre-snap penalty. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's and it. You know, I think there was two holding penalties the entire game. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense played really well. I mean, uh, I think there was a couple penalties on special teams, but nothing outrageous. No. Uh, I think there was one holding penalty, and uh, that was about it. So, yeah. Uh, overall, yeah, there were some positives, and you build on that this week. But you will – what my biggest concern is when a team gets – embarrassed like they were in the first half because the coaching staff wouldn't allow them to play at the highest level that you don't have trust in the coaching staff going forward that they're going to believe in you. Mm-hmm. And that's my biggest concern. And it's so early in this coaching staff that I don't think that really will happen. So uh, I, yeah, this is, I think a pivotal week. I hard to believe to say that the home opener, but, Week two, it's only eight-game season, so yeah, every week's pivotal. Uh, to get out there and play a competitive game where either, A, you're leading the game in the fourth quarter and you're trying to, to finish it off, or B, you're competitive right within striking distance to take the game away from Northern Iowa. Uh, the defense plays, you know, if they can notch it up one a little bit more, put pressure on a quarterback, uh, get some more plays in the, in the backfield. They had a few against mm-hmm. uh, the Bisons, which was really encouraging. You keep a team under 25 points in ball game, 24 points a game, you're going to win some games. I don't care who you are. Uh, that's that's a good defensive effort. You're going to give up plays. I mean, to a team like the Bisons, they're going to have mm-hmm. playmakers, and they're going to make some plays. And that's what happened tonight's game, you know, running the ball a couple times. But that's okay. Uh, you manage that. Uh, it's It's – Basically, uh, blow for blow. If they score, you have to score. If you score, you want to stop them. You know, I mean, it, it's really simple uh, football knowledge here, but that's, I think, going to be the key. I, I really thought the defense played a terrific game. I give them a B. I mean, I think I, I, a solid B for their efforts and their and what they achieved. Uh, they can improve on that. I do too. And if they get better at that, then as this season progresses, it's going to get more interesting as we get deeper into this very short uh, eight-game season. But, uh, yeah, every home game matters. I've talked about home games before and every podcast we ever do and every team that we cover. You win your home games, it changes the, it changes the numbers that you necessary to win. Uh, 
when you're on the road, if you go 500, that's two and two. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. But if you go undefeated at home, you're six and two. Yeah. You know, the that's the difference. Is- but if you're two and two at home and two and two on the road, you're 500. Or if you're yep. one and five at home or, or excuse me, one and three at home and one and three on the road, that's a really tough season. And that's why every home game matters. It's almost worth two, two for everyone at home. So if you win your home games, you put yourself in position to have a successful season and make a push for the playoffs. That's why this game is going to be so important. Yeah, number three, that's is a good team that's coming into Stanball this weekend, uh, next Saturday. But you're your home team. you got to hold it. you got to hold home field. Stanball Stadium, the Ice Castle, has to be your castle, and you can't allow someone to come in here and take these games from you. Yeah, the Penguins and Panthers, more often than not, always play tight, competitive games. Uh, unfortunately, last year's game went down to the wire. Penguins had three or four chances late in the fourth quarter to make a play. They didn't make a play. Uh, usually when YSU played Northern Iowa, Tim, if it was here or in the Unidome, somebody from Northern Iowa that is not one of their stars has a standout game. Uh, Panthers led by Will McElvain, a quarterback, and Don Williams at running back running the football. Uh, they are kind of – they like to mix it up uh, with McElvain running the ball and uh, throwing the ball. Uh, McElvain was nine, was uh, 19 of 29 for 165 and a touchdown against South Dakota State. Panthers only ran the ball fifth, for 52 yards against uh, the other uh, Jack Rabbits. So, uh, you know, to like you said, I, I think this week, why if you defensively, you're going to see a, uh, maybe a little bit more pressure, uh, a little more um, uh, schematic blitzes, maybe a cornerback blitz a safety blitz. Uh, Penguins got a lot of DBs that can play. Um, and I think today they were just trying to keep the big plays in front of them. Uh, offensively for the Penguins, look, off we know we have to establish the run. But we have to establish the run because we don't have a great tailback this year by throwing the ball, opening it up. Um, you know, so you have to dominate the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. North Dakota State ran for 256 today. A lot of that came because the Penguins got tired later on the field. I mean, just way too much in the first half. Um, you, you know, offensive the Penguins, they got to start finding playmakers. Maybe you found one in Mark Wade. Uh, maybe I think could be Josh Burkett and Jake Benio at tight end. Uh, Natavius Payne, when giving opportunities, made nice plays. You mentioned the screen pass where he slipped for 15 yards, made a nice job to stay on his feet and when he's going down to pick up the first down. Nice adjustment in the air on the 35-yard completion. So while it was ugly offensively, there were some bright spots. Limits of mistakes, the mental mistakes. You're home now. It's time to, and Doug Phillips has always stressed this, it's time to defend Youngstown. You know, they got to come to our house now. And Northern Iowa has lost their past four coming into Stanbaugh Stadium. So let's make it five this week. Penguins and Panthers Saturday, February 27th at the Ice Castle. Uh, 3,600 fans are allotted by the State of Ohio Health Department. Kickoff is at noon. The game will be telecast on ESPN Plus and 570 WKBN. Uh, Tim, any keys to the game or a prediction? Well, I think you hit a lot of the keys. Uh, I think the defense, if it uh, can grow from what it experienced this week, is, is an important thing. Keep plays in front of them. Don't let any big play beat you deep in the in the second half of the ball game. Uh, obviously, offensively, 
uh, if they can. I think they just have to be less, a little bit more unpredictable. They were very predictable this past week. So if they can just add a little unpredictability, throw in first down uh, throughout the ball game. Don't be and, timid. Yeah, don't be timid. Be attacking. Be in an offense that's going to attack the defense and take advantage of what they had. And I think, you know, we can see a the scoreboard not lit up in a sense, but I think we see some touchdowns and opportunities uh, to uh, get that first win of the year. As you mentioned, defend Youngstown, defend Stambaugh Stadium, the Ice Castle. It's their home. And like I said, the math tells you it's really simple. You go 4-0 at the Ice Castle, you go 2-2 two two on the road. That's You're in the playoffs, baby. Are you making a prediction? Oh, you know, I make bad <laughs> predictions anyway. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let's say this. Let's go 27-20 YSU. 27-20 YSU. Tim, when these two teams hook up, whether one team is more talented than the other, it's always a close game. It's always a tight game. To beat Northern Iowa, you have to go make a play. You can't wait for them to make a mistake. You have to be the aggressor. Go make a play. Uh, get a turnover on defense. Make a play on offense. Um, I might be biased here. I know the first half was ugly. Give me YSU 21, Northern Iowa 18. I think the Penguins come away with a huge upset over number three. Uh, like, again, I said, Penguins and Panthers, 12 o'clock Saturday. Tim and I will be back hopefully Sunday to break down YSU and Northern Iowa and preview YSU's third game against them. So for Tim, I'm Anthony, wrapping up the Penguins season opening 25-7 to to defeat to number one North Dakota State. Penguins 0-1 in 2021 spring.